Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, first of all, Yaya picked Subway as his number one fast casual restaurant. What in the world is he doing? He's trying to revive Subway. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think it'd be in my top ten. Like that's crazy. Anyway, the founder of the founder of Subway does not have Subway in his top ten. No kidding. No kidding. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. It feels like it's been oh, three years since the last Stanley Cup final, but we're finally here. We finally made it to the 2023 Stanley Cup final. We're going to finally give you our proper preview predictions, all the good stuff on Vegas Golden Knights versus Florida Panthers. First of all, let's start here. I don't think anyone should be too surprised that Vegas is here. Can you say the same about Florida? I know we've talked about how people have underrated them, but to me, it's still a little surprising they made it all the way. Depends on where you like are pulling your expect. Like, at what point of the season are you pulling your expectations from? I think at the beginning of the year, yeah, you could have easily talked me into it. Christmas, I would have had yeah. a really hard time buying it. And then the funniest part, which I think is what you're kind of alluding to, in April, I would have been like, no way. <laughs> no shot. Yep. I think, especially given what the first round matchup was for Florida. Yeah, totally. For a significant amount of this season, I also would not have predicted this outcome. Yeah. I'm, what was, when were they down 3 1? Like April 23rd or something? It was like, <laughs> okay, their season's over. Right. Nope. <laughs> and, and, and what was so funny was that like 3 1. I felt bad for Florida because I thought they had played better than 3-1. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, that, that sucks that they're going to end up getting, you know, that, that the results aren't going to end up matching what I felt like was the level of play. So when they won game five, I was like, good for them. They, they extended the season by a day. And now here we are. Let's start with Vegas and we can bring up their record. I want to talk about their paths through uh, a little bit. As Vegas aside, look, I don't think Winnipeg was a particularly difficult opponent. But then you have Edmonton and Dallas. How much credit are you giving getting Vegas for getting through those two teams? Huge amounts. Okay. Especially for that Edmonton series. Sure. I, I I think it's definitely fair to say. I know a lot of people were picking Edmonton to come out of the West this year. With yeah. Vegas, it's, you know, I, 
obviously we'll get into their goaltending in a little bit, but that was their main circumstance, these playoffs. And, and really, even the, the Winnipeg series, like you said, I mean, that was really the team that I think maybe everyone should have been looking more at instead of Florida is like the, the easy out in the first round. Yeah. But like, you also got to give Vegas a little bit of credit there. They got smoked in game one of that series. Able to bounce back. Connor Hellebuck, very good goaltender. You know, that game one could have, it had the potential to kind of set Winnipeg on like a fun little run here. Uh, but Vegas shut that down, uh, wins four straight. And then really that series against Edmonton, to me, the part that was impressive, that was the most impressive. It kind of rings similar to the, the abs matchup with the Edmonton Oilers from last year. And as I'm now talking through this, maybe we all just need to, we all need to admit that the Edmonton Oilers are nowhere near as good as people want to give them credit for. You were right last year. You should never, (laughs) never be in on them again. (laughs) It it was when the Avs beat them for nothing. I was like, I'm hard out on them. I'm hard out on the Edmonton Oilers from hence here forward. Um, But again, like you guys said, that was a team. A lot of people were picking to come out of the West that looked like it was going to be the juggernaut just going, you know, blow for blow, these <clears throat> awesome games. And really they ended up kind of being six of the sloppiest games, some of the least entertaining games that we've seen in these playoffs. And Edmonton ended up on the wrong side of it. But Vegas was the team that was able to clean up their game in that series. Again, it was the same thing that plagued Edmonton last year. When the abs buttoned things up as the games got, you know, as the games wore on, Edmonton just couldn't hang. They couldn't tighten up the defense the way that they needed to. They couldn't get away from relying on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl to win this kind of like track meet racing up and down the ice. As those games were on, Vegas tightened the nuts and bolts, got things kind of cleaned up on their end, and Edmonton just couldn't match it. It really impressed me that Vegas was able to really kind of take control in that series and say, we're not playing the way that you want to play. We are dictating the style of play. And Edmonton just couldn't fit into it. That was the part that I thought was the most impressive because I did think of the teams that were left in that second round, Edmonton really did have the talent to just kind of outskill teams. And Vegas said, we're not going to let you do that. We are going to play within our system. We're going to play Vegas Golden Knight hockey. And we're going to force you to beat us at this game. And, and Edmonton just couldn't do it. You'd even make the argument that's kind of what they did in the Western Conference Final as well. Just kind of imposed what they wanted to do onto the Dallas Stars and made the Stars play catch-up. A few things that impressed me about Vegas in that series is we're going to talk a lot about Vegas's depth, but the emergence of Jack Eichel in that series specifically, when they needed a top star from their lineup to emerge against the top stars of Edmonton's team. And then the other is Aiden Hill against a high-octane offense that is Edmonton, the Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid's on the power play. Aiden Hill had to be something people weren't sure he could be, and he was, and I think that's going to be a really fun, important storyline for Vegas at the end of this all. A a historic power play at that. A power play that came into that series at over a 60% clip. You're 100% right. And then it's also a great call-out about Jack Eichel. Rudo and I you know, drove this point home yesterday. Yep. You need stars. You need elite players at the top of your lineup. If you're going to go deep in the playoffs, that was again, the question mark for the abs last year. Can they shut down these two in McDavid and dry Kale McCarr answered that question swimmingly, you know, McCarr McKinnon stepped up for the abs last year. 
this year in that series, you're 100% right, Megan. It was Jack Eichel, kind of his like playoff coming out party. Um, great call out on that. We can we can jump off from there as we can bring up their top scores for this playoff run, and it's Jack Eichel at the top. Uh, and then it's it's interesting because while Jack Eichel is leading the way, you have a pretty uh, eclectic scoring group beyond him. Marcheseau playing great. Mark Stone, you probably expect him to be up there. But seeing Barbashev up there and seeing William Carlson return to form a little bit, Vegas is really getting it from everywhere right now. Can they keep it up? <laughs> that that Barbashev pickup, I mean, just looks better and better and better um, every, with every passing day. I mean, th- this to me is what has made them so dangerous and, and, and why, I mean, I think this is going to be a great final. <clears throat> That's great depth. Like you, you need, you need as much as you need your elite players to come through, like to get through four rounds of the playoffs, you have to be getting depth contributions. I mean, the reason Seattle went as far as they did, you know, two game sevens was because they were getting scoring from all over their lineup. When you're able to roll four lines like that and you don't have to start shortening your bench with five minutes to go in the second period, it makes a big difference. Um, Mark Stone being on that list too, I I mean, like, (laughs) such a huge shout-out to that guy for what he's battling through. Uh, You know, he's laid onto the bench coming out of some intermissions. You see him talking to trainers after a lot of shifts. He's taken a few hits where he's slow to get up. Um, the, the, the guy's pushing through a lot, and he's been extremely effective. I think, too, alongside the depth of Florida, I feel like this is where Vegas has the slight edge because it's spread out among a few more players. That The reason I do think, to answer your question, though, it is sustainable is because perhaps a Mark Stone or a Jack Eichel has a quieter night. There are still the Chandler Stevenson, mm-hmm. Ivan Barbashev types in that lineup that I think not all of these players at once can possibly be quiet. And I think that's why the depth is going to help them in a really big way. It's I, I agree with you guys on the forward side. I think their forward depth is really, really good. I also do wonder if they can continue to score at the rates that they do. It, at times, this playoffs has felt like just everything is going in for them. We'll get into that conversation later, too, with Bobrovsky. There's going to be yeah. the pendulum of luck is going to swing someone's way in this series. And to be honest with you, I think that's what probably decides the series. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, I do want to talk about their defense as well. I think Vegas's defense is kind of overrated. I'm going to be honest. I, look, Petrangelo <laughs> at the top has played great these playoffs. Give him all the credit in the world. But you get beyond that, I think Shea Theodore's just been okay. Alec Martinez is clearly hitting the aging wall at this point. Mm-hmm. Braden McNabb, Zach Whitecloud, Nicholas Haig, you have a bunch of bottom pairing guys that are doing fine but aren't anything mm-hmm. special. Can their defense continue to do what they need to do in front of Aiden Hill <clears throat> to give him the opportunity to win? it's I don't disagree with you I don't disagree with the fact that their defense when you talk about it and maybe this it's it's also the product of like what their defense was a few years ago yeah yeah, two years ago uh something like that where I really did think that they had right after they acquired Petrangelo I mean they had a 
a very formidable decor back there. And so maybe Martinez that's what's still good back then. Yeah. Right, right. Still very effective. Shea Theodore was still on the, you know, kind of on the way up. And then um, Schmidt, they had Nate Schmidt back there as well. Yeah. Really solid top four. And then again, yeah, you felt good about whatever it was you were kind of rolling out there in that third pair. Um, so I'm with you that I think maybe we, we still think of that as what this D is. Uh, look, I, I mean, like it, we're at the point of these playoffs where, you know, when you ask the question of like, can it hold up? It's like, you need it to hold up for 10 more days. Can you continue to get this for 10 more days? And, and I also agree with what you're saying about the pen, the luck pendulum is going to be swinging. Cause I mean, Florida has dealt with some of that as well, where it's like, Holy smokes, everything is going right. Everybody that you need to be contributing is contributing. So I, I actually think we're going to see a few nights where these teams are going to kind of trade off. Florida doesn't have their extra guys going. Vegas does. The next night, Vegas isn't going to have their guys going. And maybe Aiden Hill has an off night. And Bobrovsky's really good on the other side. <clears throat> I think this is going to be a fun series because I think there's things about each of these teams that you really, really like. But I do think that both of these teams are pretty flawed given that these are the two teams we ended up with Florida was maybe the most flawed team out of the East of, of the eight teams that were in the playoffs. So the fact that these are the two that have ended up here, I think it's going to make for a fun final. Sorry, Megan, I kept going. No, I, I just, I kind of agree because I don't feel that differently about Florida's own defense. I feel like mm -hmm. it, the names on the top, Ekblad, they have Brandon Montour. It's, it's fine. And then, there's other players that I'm a little less trusting of. Forsling at the top here too has been fine, but the the shot share allowed for each of these teams has been pretty high. Like Bobrovsky has definitely faced his fair share of action, and he's mm. handled it very well. So that is sort of like okay, I feel he's pretty battle tested at this point. Aiden Hill, it's a little bit a different of a story coming in later into these playoffs, um, but it, it is similar. I I think that both of these defenses have been good enough, but have left a little bit to be desired. That I don't know if that'll be Vegas's Achilles heel, unless it's also Florida's Achilles heel. Like I could see it equally being a problem for both of these teams. This series ends up a bunch of like six to seven games. I swear to God. Yeah, could you imagine if if like both teams keep playing sick, but the goaltending wheels come off for both yeah. teams? <laughs> Just be a fun. wild finals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and look, watch. there is zero doubt about it on Vegas' side when it comes to X Factor. It is one thousand percent Aiden Hill. It, Mm -hmm. start finish end of it the 11 playoff games he has this year are the best 11 games he's ever played in his life at 937 save percentage across them uh goals against average just over two two shutouts at, he's been incredible but is this aiden hill or is this just a hot streak well dude i mean this has been their x factor all year i i just went back <clears throat> uh this last weekend and, and listened to our Pacific Division season preview show. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was a Western Conference. We said, whatever. I listened to the Pacific Division part because I wanted to hear what we talked about with Vegas. And all of us had them right in the middle. And we all said, this is a team that could easily climb, could easily be near the top of the division. But we all came back to with Robin Leonard done for the year and not really sure what they're doing in net. You know, at the time, we were talking about Logan Thompson. Uh, you know, I think they maybe just did they bring in Aiden Hill in the summer or was that mid season? I can't. At the time, 
He was behind Brissois anyway, so. Right. right. I was going to say, because they had kind of brought in like a couple guys. It's like, man, those are rough options if you have to get there. But we had all kind of said, depending on what happens with their goaltending, if, if again, at the time, Logan Thompson, if he holds up, this could be a very good team. Well, just swap the name here. Now it's Aiden Hill. He's been very good. The goaltending is held up in the playoffs. And this is a very good team that's getting solid goaltending. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the goaltending has been their X factor all year. We've all said, this is a good team. This is a good roster. But with that big of a question mark in net, what can your expectations realistically be? And it, it, again, you need 10 more days of this holding up. You've gotten away with it since October. Can it hold up for two more weeks? It just feels so... And it's a high wire act, me, dude. Man. It it feels like the the clock is eleven fifty nine right now on this this goaltending for Vegas. I don't know if it can make it. It's it's a high wire act. It's super fun to watch, but the whole time you're just like, oh my god, is he gonna fall off and die? Holy smokes! Side note: We don't have to get into this, but they're gonna have to do some weird stuff with their goaltending when this series is over. They have Logan Thompson signed. They have uh, Robin Leonard signed. Brissois free agent, Aiden Hill free agent, and then Jonathan Quick free agent too, which whatever. But <clears throat> right, that one you let walk. But like, so let's say Aiden Hill continues this level of play and yeah. wins you a Stanley Cup. What do you do? You have to sign him, right? Like, I don't know. Do you learn? Do you learn the lesson that the St. Louis Blues hopefully learned for you? Oh, God. well, I wouldn't give him a six by six. That's for <laughs> <laughs> like. <clears throat> it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. What if, if he pulls it off, what do they choose to do? Yeah, I, it's going to be a weird off season for them, but we'll talk about that after the finals a little bit more right now. We're talking about pins and aces, the official golf apparel merchandiser of DNVR. You get 15% off your order. <clears throat> excuse me. When you use code DNVR at pins and and go order today, whether you want, polos whether you want shorts pants cleats hats whatever the things that you'd like put on your what are those things called i don't know what are you talking about they're not like masks but you like you know, the thing that like you know you hang around oh. your neck yeah a okay a gator yeah yes, yeah, yeah, a yeah. Gator. <laughs> thank you <Yeah. laughs> they got those so I was like, I know it. I was thinking girdle, but I was like, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Keep they, they also have a bunch of golf merchandise, whether it be their golf towels, the uh, liquor stick, which goes right in your bag. You can serve alcoholic drinks. Beer sleeve goes right in your bag. You can carry seven beers onto the course with you. Be the coolest guy in your foursome. So go check them out today. Pinsandaces.com. Use the DNVR code at checkout to get a great deal and then we got a new sponsor here for you kind love they're super excited to be an official partner of dnvr as we support each other as both local brands kind love cannabis uh, is always great and consistent with their experience when you go into their dispensaries uh it's it's pretty cool i guess you could say we're high <laughs> on kind love you know you know what i'm saying the way you said it's pretty cool seemed <laughs> i don't know man it's pretty cool <laughs> 
Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you can go check them out today. They were one of the first dispensaries open in Colorado. They've been around since 2010, and they're known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. So they know what they're doing. You know, it's not a, none of this sketchy stuff, to put it that way. Uh, they have very patient growth techniques. They're one of the highest quality brands. Again, they 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 really put all their love into to making their weed. Uh, I, I feel like calling it weed is a disservice at that point. I should call it <laughs> cannabis or something yeah, better. But yeah. anyway. Something classier. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I go in there, get it, and go sit on my grungy couch <laughs> and smoke it. So <laughs> I might not be classy, but they are, okay? Uh, anyway, go visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR and get the DNVR exclusive 25% discount on all kind love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line so visit their website at kindlove.com for their full extensive menu and online ordering check it out today it's a great place to get your weed second period yeah second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook gonna jump to florida in a second any anything you guys want to touch on with vegas really quick hey no? All right. No, All right. I'm good. We can move on. Uh, even while giving Vegas credit for their route to the cup finals, Florida's route is literally a who's who of the best teams in at least the regular season of the mm-hmm. NHL. Uh, Boston, obviously, a ridiculous series where Florida wins three in a row to come back and take that one. Toronto, top five in the NHL in regular season record. Same with Carolina uh, and same with Vegas. If Florida does this, they will have beaten four of the five best regular season teams. <clears throat> who's who's yeah. the one team that they wouldn't have beaten? I thought New this Jersey. was one. It's oh, Jersey my gosh. Because Which... Carolina beat New Jersey for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which ugh, New Jersey should have never been that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that one. Wow. I mean, dude, this that's a crazy run. That's an all-time run. Yep. If they if they win the Stanley Cup, this is a, this is this will absolutely go down as one of the most difficult paths to a Stanley Cup ever, ever. Yep. And they're not here, even, right? And there's not really the, seriously the fact that they're even here already puts them in that territory where it's like this. This is one of the most impressive runs in Stanley Cup history. So. Let me imagine for a minute. Imagine they they do this. They get this done. This run or the 2012 LA Kings? It's this one. Over the Kings. Mm -hmm. Both eight seeds. Both coming from the bottom. Just throwing it out there. I think it's this one too. But Megan, where are you at with it? I definitely see the parallels between both these teams, but I do feel like Florida, especially in evaluating the regular season that they had, really overcame a tall mountain. Like, these are both tall mountains side by side, but, like, the regular season as a factor in this, it feels like Florida to me as well. All right. I'm glad we're all on board. What was that Kings... Uh... What was their what was their final record? Because they, it was like they played so many games. It was ridiculous. S- sit, uh, no, the, the the that was the twenty fourteen. Oh, their twenty twelve okay. one. They just was dominated. The, it was the same record as the Abs from last year, sixteen, 16 and, four. and four. There you go. 
Florida yeah. could technically still finish 16 and four. They just have to sweep, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, <laughs> who's, who's going to doubt him? Yeah. Right. Team of destiny coming in strong. Yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to remember who all they beat. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's this team because you're talking four of the top five teams in the NHL. Yeah. Again, Florida has to win. They have to win. But I do think it's this one over the 2012 Kings. All right. It's it's not going to be easy for Florida. I'll put it that way. It does feel like I, I've been saying they're the team of destiny since round two. But uh, I, I think they got the special sauce. And we talked about Jack Eichel for Vegas as their superstar. My goodness, has Matt Kachuk lived up to the billing in this playoffs? Yeah. I mean, when you bring up their top scores, it's he's kind of on his own at the top. Not that their other guys haven't been good; they do have other quality forwards and things like that. But comparatively, Kachuk six points ahead of the next closest guy. Yeah, and look, I love Alexander Barkov. I love Sam Reinhart. I know a lot of people love Sam Bennett for what they are, but. Florida is probably eliminated in round one, let alone round two without Makachuk. Cause it's not just the point totals for him. He has what? Three overtime, four overtime winners in these playoffs. Three overtime, I, four game winning goals. Yeah. The, the one with four seconds left. You're right. Okay. Fair enough. How do you stop that guy? Well, and also the assist on the game winner, the one game he didn't have the game winning goal in the Eastern Conference final. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that 2012 LA Kings run was really fun too. That was a good run. <laughs> he's, he's having second thoughts. <laughs> well, no, I, I still think it's this one, but they beat some good teams that year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Rudo, I think you and I mentioned it yesterday. Like, I still, I think it's Bob right now. If, if, if the Florida Panthers won yeah. the Stanley cup today, I think it's Bob for the con Smythe, but you like, you'd almost feel bad not giving it to Matthew Kachuk. Cause he's, I mean, he's been special. He, he hasn't just been good. He's been special in these playoffs. Truly. I, I, it's a weird spot because everyone knew he was good, right? This isn't mm -hmm. like, some shock that came out of nowhere but to see him take his game to that next level where you're now talking about him as one of the best players in the world i think is a little bit surprising for people i mean i just don't remember the last time and and again it's hard to say this because of Bobrovsky, but i don't remember the last time that a player has taken at least from a skater standpoint the entire team and said i'm gonna get us through three rounds I'll do it. You guys don't have to. like, don't worry about it. I got this. And like Florida has played really well as a unit. Sergey Bobrovsky, you cannot downplay what he's done. Uh, you know, this, this has been uh, talk about an all time run, like for those two players individually. Um, but man, Matthew Kachuk. I mean, this, this has been, it's just, it's, it's been the highest version of what you think of when you think of Matthew Kachuk hard to play against, uh, you know, good speed, offensive upside. He's he's playing at a ten out of ten in every category right now, and it's it's wild to watch. 
It is definitely like the rising tide lifts all shifts to ships because mm-hmm. I think the players around him are playing better. They're getting production throughout totally. the lineup. They do have depth. It's, you know, a lot of it is top heavy though with what Matt Kachuk has brought to the table, but he brings so much more than just the goal scoring at timely moments. He grinds yeah. so hard that he's a difficult player to play against. He's just the complete package in a hockey player minus the parts that you don't like about him when he's playing opposite of your team. <laughs> so does Florida have the forward depth then? I think we probably think Vegas probably has a little bit of an edge there. Our guys like Anthony Duclair, uh, Anton Lundell, A2 uh, Lusterine, I'm sure I got his last name wrong, but No Lusterine, uh, that's right. I was in the ballpark, it's fine. Uh it counts. <laughs> are these guys enough to hold the line cuz I don't think Florida's asking them to win them the series. They're just asking them to hold it together. Um, uh, so, so I'm going to give you a weird answer. Okay. I think Vegas has the better roster. I think on sure. paper, on paper, no. Like I think they are outmatched. But I think a little bit like what you talked about with them just kind of being the team of destiny. Like they've just, they seem to have that magic. You can usually tell a couple rounds in who's going to go on the run, at least to the final. And you usually start feeling pretty good about the team that will win. There, there is just like a, a feel to it. Um, Florida has that feel to me this year where all of their players are playing at their absolute best, you're, you know, you're not going to get better hockey out of them. Again, kind of like last year. When you were watching Eric Johnson halfway through that St. Louis series and you're like, this is the best hockey he's ever played as an Av, you knew that that wasn't going to run out, that you knew he had that run in him for however long this the, the playoffs went because they were going deep. Like, everybody, you're having career years at the exact right moment. Over the correct two-month stretch, you're having the best you're playing the best hockey of your life. That's what I think you're getting out of Florida. That's why I think that, that they've come this far and I know we'll get to predictions here in a minute, but that's why I think they will end up coming out on the other side of this on top Vegas. I think on paper it's Vegas. I don't think Florida has the the names to keep up with them, but I think Florida has the magic and it's going to kind of neutralize all that. And, I agree with Jesse and I to, to flesh it out too. Like there are shades of Colorado Vegas here in terms of depth matching up like that line you're describing. Mm-hmm. Rudo is Lundell, Reinhardt against what is likely William Carson, Riley Smith's line. Yep. That is a tough matchup. We know we've seen how that can be really difficult to play against. But what I think Florida needs is not necessarily the depth scoring. If the players at the top of the lineup like Kachuk and Bennett can continue to be and Verhage and Barkov can be Barkov. I'm getting ahead of myself, can continue to be as productive as they have been. So what they need then in their depth is good defense. And I think that Florida as a a team has been pretty solid defensively. It has left a little bit to be desired, but what I've liked is how engaged they are shift by shift, line by line. And that is where I don't think the depth is going to provide scoring necessarily, but I think it is going to be able to shut down Vegas's depth just a little bit more effectively. That's where I give them the edge. I think because they have a both teams have a really good identity. I want to give them credit for this. But the execution on Florida's side has been so consistent 
that's why I think Florida has a little bit of the edge here. When just, just building on that, cause I, I think you're totally right. When you have, when you feel as confident at the top of your lineup as Florida has to be feeling right now, all you want out of your bottom pairings is I don't even want to use the term survive because Megan, like you are right. You want them to shut down, but like, cool. Just if, if you're, if the bottom half of your lineup can just play to a stalemate, that's fine. We think we like what we have going at the top of our lineup. Um, you know, these are two teams that I think can lock it down, can kind of slow the game down a bit, play a little boring, just say, Hey, we're going to put this game away. So the bottom half of Florida's lineup is used to doing stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I just think that, like Megan said, you're not asking the bottom half of Florida's lineup to outscore anybody. It's, just keep them at it, zeros. It, it's a couple things for me. Not only are you not asking that out of the bottom half of their lineup, in their top half, they have Alexander Barkov. Mm-hmm. Look, I get he's statistically maybe not the best defensive player in the world, but I think a lot of people underrate his defensive ability as a center. People have just decided he's not actually that good, and it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, you already mentioned nobody likes to play against Matt Kachuk. Sam Bennett has been running people over these entire playoffs, just smoking dudes. People don't like to play against Florida's top six. It's it's not a fun time for them. And then you look beyond that into their defense. Jesse, you talked about the career years. Brandon Montour is having the year to end all years for himself. Dude. Playing out of his mind. Aaron Ekblad, if he played for any other team in the NHL, would be considered a premier defensive defenseman, one of the best in the league. Yeah. And and their depth defense, look, their depth defense is not going to provide them a ton of scoring. It's not. But if you're looking for guys to shut down things defensively, to not lose you hockey games, Radko Gudas, it's exactly mm-hmm. who he is. Mark Stahl is starting to get a little bit old, but archetypally, that's who he is. Even a guy like Josh Mahura can fall into that role for you. And and Megan, you mentioned Forsling, who not going to provide a ton of scoring, but has done a great job in their top four wherever they needed him. Well, and, and the other thing with all of this too, you know, we criticize because there's a lot of teams that get carried away with this kind of stuff, role players and all oh, the good playoff performers. Part of the reason why I think the Florida Panthers are here, especially when you look at the teams they played against this is a hard, nasty team to play against. But, I mean, just of the names that you just listed, Rudo, take Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, and Radko Gudis. I don't want to play against any of those dudes, and all three of them are on the same team. Like, I, I'm not going to call Vegas a soft team. I think they've got, you know, players that don't mind mixing it up and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot easier to play against Jonathan Marcheseau than those dudes. Right, right. And, and like, you know, Keegan Colasar is the one guy, but that's a fourth line guy. You know, him, William Carrier. Yeah, those are hard-nosed players, but they're in the bottom half of your lineup. They're, they're, they're just not as impactful I mean, not, in these games. Florida has Nick Cousins down there in their depth, too. Like, right, you know, right, like right. lacking those dudes. Right, but, you know, there's, there's key players for the Florida Panthers that are hard to play against that I've, I've gone back to, you know, the, the, the quote that gets thrown, thrown around. I don't remember what coach it was that first spoke it, but the there's players that get you there and players that get you through the Florida Panthers have a lot of players that get you through. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, to your point, Rudo, 
their top half of the lineup players, they are equating them back to the abs, you know, Gabe Landeskog. That's why he plays such a big role in this team. And especially on that cup run, he's at the top of your lineup, high skill, but is really difficult to play against causes a lot of headaches. Nazem Kadri last year, really difficult to play against after the whistle involved in a lot of pushing and shoving JT Comfer, really difficult to play against Josh Manson, really difficult to play against. You need those types of players because everybody's beat up. Everybody's worn down. And if you can shave an extra inch off of every player, every time you hit the ice that adds up over the course of a seven game series. And I, I think this is going to be a long series. I think this is going to be great games. And I think by the end of it, Florida will have worn Vegas completely down. Megan's about to laugh because she does not think this is going to be a long series. No, it's because I know what I put for my prediction. I know, I know. <laughs> Jesse was the last one in. I was, yeah. I got the benefit of seeing what everyone else put so I could and cheat Honestly, the, my reasoning for it is more so because I've been so conservative in my predictions for mu- much of the playoffs. I wanted to have a little bit of fun with it. I yeah, think most the of the I haven't had it going fewer than six games. So I kind of just wanted to, for the fun of it, have it be a little bit shorter of a route. But (laughs) like I picked Dallas for the last series like that. I don't know if I necessarily believe it. I just kind of wanted to have some fun with the prediction. Before we get to the predictions fully, a couple things. One, conspiracy theory time. If you are a hockey team in the second round, who gets a player checked into the other team's goalie. I thought this was an actual question. <laughs> Are you, do you win the Stanley cup? If that happens to you, look, <laughs> if Florida does it, you'll be two for two on that, on that theory. I'm just saying, Oh wait, wait. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I thought this was a lead into a read. No, what was the it question is, it, I checked out halfway through so last year. <laughs> yep. The abs get a player checked into Bennington. Yep. Exits the series. The abs go on to win the cup this year. Yep. The Florida Panthers get a player checked into uh, who was in goal for Toronto in that game. I forget. Anyway. Oh, in, yeah. To Toronto's yeah, yeah. goalie. Sonov. Yeah. yeah leaves the game. Are they going to win? The, is that the is that the key marker? Does that mean they're going to win the cup? <laughs> <sighs> I, uh, right now, it's you have to lose in spectacular fashion your president's trophy winning season. So if, <laughs> that's also if we can, true. That's also if we, true. <laughs> if we can change it to something else, that would be... All the signs point to Florida is always what we're saying. Right, right, right. Both things are true, then perhaps it's just a parlay, and both things need to be true at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. You have to have both things happen. When we say you need a lot of luck to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, Good and bad. Thing, the other thing, our X Factor, we're matching with Vegas here. We're going with Sergei Bobrovsky. Personally, I have a lot more faith in Bobrovsky than I do in Aiden Hill, but it wouldn't be the first time we've seen the wheels absolutely fall off this guy. Is he stable enough for Florida to get this done? I'm not even going to give an answer because you said it. <laughs> he he is for a $10 million starting goaltender. He's as big of a coin flip as you can get in that historically. Now history also says that when he's on these types of runs, He stays on these types of runs. History also says when the switch flips, it's brutal. (laughs) It flips hard and it flips very quickly. 
Um, but again, typically Sergey Bobrovsky, it goes in seasons. It's yeah. really weird. Good season, bad season, good season, bad season. He doesn't typically have the fall off right in the middle of play. Um, <clears throat> you know, I know there's a lot of talk about he's what teams have found out is that he's a guy that needs a lighter workload. He struggles to string together a lot of consecutive starts. He's gotten a good amount of time off here. Uh, he should be well-rested coming into the final. Um, so I'd like to think that yes, but I, I don't have any level of confident answer. I, I don't think you should be confident about either of the goaltenders in this series. I think that's a perfectly mm. reasonable answer there. Yeah. I, I just can't shake the feeling that Bob is a better goaltender than Aiden Hill. And maybe I end up being wrong on that. Maybe Aiden Hill stays hot. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the breakout for Aiden Hill. And this is who he really is as a quality starter in the NHL. But there's an entire five, six year career behind Aiden Hill that says that's not who he is. Right. Compared to a, a long career for Bob that says, well, he's not always this guy, but he can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's a tough one to take either way. Yeah. On that note, we can actually get into our reads as this is brought to you by FOCO. You can go to FOCO.com to get your sports merchandise today. They have officially licensed clothing lines, whether you want, you know, shirts, jerseys, all that good stuff. They also have a bunch of other awesome stuff like bobbleheads. Won't be a, won't be an Av Stanley Cup bobblehead run this year, but you know, if you're a Panthers mm. fan, if you're a Vegas fan, you can get those bobbleheads instead. Uh, you can jump on those. You can go to FOCO.com, use code DNVR for 10% off your order i believe you get free shipping as well so you get a great deal there with foco any any team anywhere in the country has you covered doesn't have to be hockey they've got football they've got basketball i'm just saying maybe get those uh those nuggets championship bobbleheads ready just uh just throwing it out there for you good chance that that goes down check them out at foco also, make sure you're looking good. Make sure you're not going blind out in the sun with Shady Rays. You can go over to ShadyRays.com today with the DNVR code. You get 50% off when you get two pairs of sunglasses or more. That's basically buy one, get one free on the sunglasses front. Shady Rays are great. They have tons of options, including ski and snowboard goggles if sunglasses aren't really your thing. Uh, they do a great job. They have amazing customer service. When you get a pair, you have one month to try them out. If you don't like them, send them back. If you break them, send them back. If you lose them, let them know you lost them. They'll replace them completely for free in the first month. So they just want to make sure you're getting sunglasses that you like. Again, check them out at ShadyRace.com. Or if you're local, they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We already started talking about it a little bit. Let's throw up our predictions and uh, and have a little conversation about why we all believe in the team of <laughs> destiny. <laughs> I, I, Go I, ahead. I took the coward route. I took him in seven because I really do. I think this is going to be a great series. I, I felt bad picking against Vegas because I think they really do have a, a great roster. I, I, I think those are, that's a really good team all four lines. I like their defense. I gave the edge to Florida because of the X factors that we've talked about. I think Sergei Bobrovsky ends up outlasting Aiden Hill. And like you said, man, they're the team of destiny. They're the team of destiny this year. The, the only thing I would add to what you said is I think Matt Kachuk is better than Jack Eichel. 
I think that Florida has the best player in the series. It's hard to argue against. So, Megan feels very strongly that way. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel similarly. I really don't want it to be Vegas. <laughs> I agree. I agree with this take. I'm here for this. It's it's interesting because usually when I go into a cup final, I'm like, oh, one of these teams is going to get their first Stanley Cup. Great. I don't care who wins. I'm happy for both. But with Vegas, it's like, eh, it's not your time yet. <laughs> I, I I really would be I, I'd be I, zero doubt zero doubt this is gonna be a boring series Vegas will sweep Florida zero doubt I I look, there's a world where Vegas takes this easily because Bob just falls apart right but I don't think it's gonna be boring <laughs> yeah I was gonna say to be that confident in a Stanley Cup final sweep. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. I, I really wouldn't have an issue with Vegas winning. I know people are going to hate that. Um, Vegas fans won't. I, I just, I, I, I think it's, I think it's great for the sport. I, honestly, this Stanley cup final, I think is great for the league. I think it's great for the sport. I that take, yeah. Um, you know, Vegas winning a Stanley Cup, I think. Again, ultimately, I do think it's it's good because you have the Raiders there. You looks like you have the Oakland A's coming there. The NBA is targeting Vegas for expansion. The WNBA has expanded there. Like there's ever growing competition in Vegas, you know, to to be the main draw. And in a market like that, I think a Stanley Cup championship kind of solidifies the, the you know the, the the stronghold that the knights have on that market and it just it keeps a huge market in in the united states at the top of relevancy for the nhl um so i think it'd be good to have a, a you know a new market an expansion era team not even 10 years old i i think it's a fun storyline um especially because they have kind of become the villain in the last few years that all said, I said this the other day on our show, as great as I think that would be, I really do. I want to see the Florida Panthers win one because they're a similar market, but they're 20 something yeah, years old. That's I, I wanted to expand on that. Exactly what you just said. Is, is it similar in Florida? Obviously Miami's huge sports market. The Massive. NHL would love yeah. to make more inroads into that. I, I'm going to say this. People aren't going to like it. Because I want Florida to win, for the record. Is a Stanley Cup a little bit wasted in Florida for the NHL? Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an argument here, and I hope none of our Nuggets guys are watching. <laughs> oh God, here we go. It part of the reason why I want to see the Florida Panthers win, and why I do think it would mean something, is the exact same reason why neutral fans of the NBA should want to see the Denver Nuggets win the NBA finals. That's a, by NBA standards, they're a small to mid-sized market. They've never really gotten a lot of attention, even here in Denver. Let, let's not, you know, write revisionist history in here and act like this has been a massive basketball town for decades and decades. A lot of people have gone several years many years not caring about the nuggets because they've never done anything it 
it's for a lot of their history, certainly in the nineties before Mello, it the Nuggets were number four. It, Broncos have always been oh, number yeah. one. You've had abs and Rockies at two and three for a long time. These days Rockies are a pretty clear number four because Monfort's mm-hmm. an idiot, but Well, but but it's it's so to your point, even even up in, up until what thirty six hours ago, the Denver yep. Nuggets were the least decorated team in Denver sports history. Yep, at least the Rockies had been to a World Series. One of my you know favorite like did you know stats was that in the forty eight point season, the worst season in modern NHL history, the Colorado Avalanche finished with forty eight points. Pepsi Center attendance, they outdrew the Denver Nuggets, who finished, I believe, as the nine seed in the West, maybe the 10. They were in a competitive playoff race with like two or three weeks to go, and the Avs outdrew them in attendance that year. The Florida Panthers have a little bit of that same thing where I'd be willing to bet that part of the reason there's such a lack of interest in them is because they've been an irrelevant franchise for almost 30 years. They went on one miracle run to the Stanley Cup final where they got their asses handed to them in four games and they've achieved zero success since. It wasn't wasn't until last year that they won another playoff round. Yep. You make a great point. Miami is too big of a market in the U.S. for the NHL to not have a good, you know, have good footing there. I think a Stanley Cup championship for the Florida Panthers would be great in or in in terms of generating excitement and and buzz again around the Florida Panthers. And as one of those comments just flashed across the screen, it'll help when the Nuggets beat the Heat in five. <laughs> the Panthers can be the saviors of Miami. Right. Yeah. Right. Megan. How about that though, eh? Two eight seeds from Miami making runs to the finals. It's yeah, it's cool. kind of wild. Megan, is it just is it just the salty Vegas fans and that they're too new to really understand the true pain of hockey? Or or why are you against Vegas? I'm not even fully against Vegas. I think it's the cap circumvention business that made me feel like there should Fair be point. a penalty of at least a couple years here. But <laughs> I'm saying that unseriously because Jesse's right about this being a final that ultimately serves the greater good of growing the game, no matter who wins it. And I'm always pro that above all else. I don't even like there are individual, I've said this on other pods, but there are individual storylines on Vegas that I like, that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. So it won't even be that contentious. If it is Vegas, I think I just want it to be Florida more. Yeah. Megan, we talked about this. I think it was on Wednesday. We're like, it's it's the Vegas fans that are on Twitter that everyone has a problem with. It actually started with the original VGK Twitter admin, which then bled into the Twitter fan base. Yeah. I yep. I, I've had I've had there I've been to I believe three or four Vegas Golden Knights games in Vegas. A couple against the Avs, uh, a couple against just other teams. We've been there and have just decided to go. I've had great interactions with fans in Vegas. They're passionate. They're into it. And they're just like, you know, they have like the, we're happy to be here kind of mentality because Vegas went decades without any pro sports teams. So they, you know, they have really just had that attitude. And then to your point, Megan, I think there are a lot of fun storylines on that Vegas team. I like the storyline of, of the, the misfit line, Marcia. So Riley, or excuse me, 
Marjusso Smith and William Carlson. I love the idea of them getting a cup is the last standing from the expansion draft still as a line. Um, I would like to see Mark Stone win one, you know, with now everything that we're seeing, you know, Gabe Landeskog battle through. It makes you feel that much better about him getting to lift the cup last year with the uncertainty kind of going forward. Feels a little bit the same with Mark Stone, where it's like, how much is he pushing through just to get a kick at the can because he doesn't know how much longer he can play. And then I do, I'm, I'm so happy to see Jack Eichel find some success. Yeah, that that was a, a huge guy who risk hadn't he played took. a playoff game was yeah. ridiculous for a player that good. Well, one well, and you started it, it, it. I can only imagine what he was kind of mentally going through last summer, where it's like, is it me? Is it me? Because I left and Buffalo missed the playoffs, but like, what a great, fun, feel good end of the season they had, and the wheels came completely off. It was shades of Matthew Shane to the Ottawa Senators. Yep. You know, I've made the joke. Matthew Shane probably hears that line from his introductory press conference in his nightmares. <laughs> All I want to do is play playoff hockey. <laughs> hockey, hockey, hockey. Oh, oh my God. Oh, like that. <laughs> Matthew Shane probably goes through that. And I have a feeling Jack Eichel was probably feeling the same way last year. I'm happy to see him. And then winning a Stanley Cup with your fourth string goaltender, like that would be an awesome story. For sure. On the flip side of that, I could come up with 10 off the top of my head for the Florida Panthers if we, you know, I'm not going to do this all over again. But, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Bobrovsky, Kachuk, yep. especially after the big trade, uh, Alexander Barkov. Like, like, there's a lot of good stories there that are on both sides. Yeah. I, I, from a pure hockey perspective, I don't think you can be mad at either team winning. From a personal perspective, go Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> go Panthers. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a good question. Who's the Vegas cons? My favorite. It's probably Eichel, right? It's I, if Hill like balls out this series, yeah. maybe Hill. Mm-hmm. But I think probably Eichel. I think yeah. Eichel too. But similar to what Rita was saying, if the, Hill steals this series for them. They're they're a team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, this is kind of a good example of what we were talking about earlier. They really are a by committee type of group. Yep. I think that's why maybe it's a little bit harder to point to a Con Smythe standout for them. That's why they're not going to win. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we're all set. Anything else you guys want to touch on? No, no. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Then we're brought to you by Bacchus and Shanker. If you lose a Stanley Cup final and try to walk out into traffic and it's not your fault <laughs> when you get hit by a car. <laughs> Press two 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 to get your help today. Uh, they have won over a billion dollars for families in Colorado over the last 25 years. So they're very good at what they do. Go check them out. Again, you can either call the two number or go to coloradolaw.net to set up a free consultation. It costs you nothing. If they think you have a case, it still costs you nothing when they take it on. You don't pay them anything until you win your case. Whether it's a car accident, you were hit on a bike, a rideshare situation, even if you're injured at work, they will get you what you deserve. Make sure you're getting in on it with Bacchus and Shanker. Make sure you're getting yourself taken care of. Uh, again, press two for a while. Check out Bacchus and Shanker today. Uh, they have tons of locations all of, over Colorado, including Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. So hit them up today. 
that's going to do it for us. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out, previewing the cup final. I'll probably do a watch along for like game two or three for, for the gang, the 20 of you that actually care about doing that with me. We can, we can hang out for one of these finals games, but uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here for today. We will be back on Monday until then talk to you next time.